Good morning, CBS, and welcome back to our sermon series on the whole counsel of God. I hope you guys are staying home and staying safe. For the past few weeks, we've been hearing about uh, King David, right? We have started off from uh, the Garden of Eden, and we have reached the study about King David. For the past three weeks, we've been studying about King David, uh, about his ascension to the throne, and last week we have seen how he fell how he has committed a grave sin. He was called as the man after God's own heart. But we see that at the end of his life, he, uh, or not at the end of his life, but uh, we see him committing a grave sin of murder and adultery. But we see that he being a man after God's own heart, he was able to realize the gravity of his sin. He was able to repent of his sin and ask God for forgiveness. Today, we're going to look at life of Solomon, his son, briefly. Uh, God promised to David, he made a covenant with David. We see that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. God, this is a promise that God made with David, that his descendants will, all, will always be on the throne. His descendants would reign Israel. And we all know that the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, a descendant of David, right? And uh, after uh, uh, David, it was Solomon who became uh, the king. Solomon is the son of uh, David and his wife, uh, Bathsheba, right? After Solomon became king, uh, Sol we read about uh, in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. It says that Solomon loved the Lord. He started off quite well. He's, it says that he loved the Lord and uh, God was pretty impressed with him. And God appears to him in a dream, right? In a place called Gibeon and asks him, what you wish me to give you? In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. And uh, we, see that God, uh, we, we see that Solomon asks for wisdom. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9, he says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well. And know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? Now, God was pretty impressed with this prayer, with this wish of Solomon. He's, he grants him his wish. He gives him wisdom. And not just wisdom, he gives him riches too. And uh, we, re we see that because of the wisdom uh, that was given to Solomon, he was able to forge an alliance with a king named Hiram. We read that in 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 12. And uh, we re read about uh, God, uh, the wisdom of Solomon in uh, chapter 4, uh, verses 29 to 34. I'll read it for you. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Ezraite, wiser than Himan, Kalkal, and Dada, the son of Mahal. And his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about plant life, from cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He spoke about plant. He also spoke about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. 
from all the nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. God blessed him with so much of wisdom. We, uh, we hear about the story of uh, two women who came with a child, each claiming that the child belongs to them. And we, we know the story of how he was able to uh, you know, uh, distinguish and how he was able to uh, uh, decide uh, who, was the, uh, who was the right mother of the child. And everyone uh, could see that he was blessed with the wisdom of God with that incident. Uh, David, his father, wanted to build a temple. Uh, but uh, God said, it's not who, it's not you who is going to build the temple. It is your son. And we see uh, Solomon building a magnificent temple for God. And he, we see that he prays uh, and he dedicates the temple. God appears to him again uh, after uh, he prayed for and dedicated the temple. Uh, we read that in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse, uh, from verses 1 to 9. God says that, you know, I'm going to bless this temple. My name is going to be on this temple. But he wants him to keep his commandments, to keep the law, and also to be careful about idolatry, right? We see that uh, Solomon has achieved a great deal in his life. But at the fag end of his life, we see that, uh, you know, it, it did not end well for him, right? We read that in First uh, Kings uh, 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 Chapter 11, verse 1, it says, in, we see that Solomon started off with Solomon loved the Lord. The word of God says Solomon loved the Lord. But at the end of it, in chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh. We see the word of God clearly uh, warning to the kings in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 17. Uh, the danger of marrying many foreign wives. God warns them that they would turn your hearts to other gods, and that we, we see uh, the, exactly the same thing happening in the life of Solomon, right? Uh, God warned him after he has built the temple to be careful, to be uh, to see see that he's following all the commandments, the law. But we see Solomon ignoring that and completely failing it and failing in it, and uh, and at the end of it, he just did not not just became unfaithful. He also started worshiping idols. Uh, and we see God was angry. We see in First Kings chapter 11, verses 9 to 13, God brings judgment on, on because of this. He, he, he splits the kingdom, right? The United Kingdom was divided after uh, Solomon's reign, right? And we sadly, uh, his son, Rehoboam, followed in his father's footsteps. Uh, this uh, the sickening uh, idolatry that started with uh, Solomon we see throughout uh, the the kings the, in in first kings second kings in first chronicles second chronicles how it plagued the life of the uh, israel how god had to discipline them so many times he even had to at the end take them to uh, exile uh, to purge them of this great sin although uh, he he was uh, you know uh, started off as a wise man he ended up uh, being unfaithful he ended up dying as a fool, right? But Solomon's greatest contribution to the word of God is the wisdom literature, Proverbs. He wrote most of the Proverbs that we, we have in the book of Proverbs and uh, the book of Ecclesiastes was also written by uh, Solomon, right? We read in uh, that he wrote 3,000 Proverbs and 105 songs. Uh, 
uh, if we see uh, who is the author of uh, the book of Proverbs. So we are going to look today the book of Proverbs and uh, uh, we see that most of the Proverbs were written by King Solomon. And after his death, uh, the men of Hezekiah, the King Hezekiah, collected some of uh, the Proverbs that he wrote and have added to the book of Proverbs. And the last two chapters of Proverbs, chapter 30 and chapter 31, they were written by a sage. Chapter 30 was written by a sage named Agar. And chapter 31, the, the, uh, the Proverbs 31, which is, where, uh, which is dedicated to women, was written by King Lemuel, right? Uh, what is a proverb? Proverb are just, written in a short way, it's a pithy saying, right? Expressed in a clear and a direct way, right? They are poetic in nature. These are generalities. These are, these are based on the observation of life, and these are not promises. Uh, these are the expressions of general truth. Uh, generally do have exceptions, and they have exceptions because of the uncertainty of life and unpredictable behavior of us, the fallen men. God does not guarantee uniform outcome or application of each proverb, but in studying them, you and I, uh, we get to know the mind of God. We get to know his character, his attributes, his works, and his blessings. And the word of God says, all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge expressed in Proverbs are hidden in our Lord Jesus Christ, Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. Uh, wisdom literature is part of the whole of the Old Testament truth. The priests were used to give or explain the law. The prophets uh, were used to give the word from God and the sage or the wise men used to give the wise counsel. We can read that in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 18, and Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 26. Right? Proverbs address the uh, very uh, practical, they address the complex issues of life, which are not directly addressed in the law of the prophet. We see the theme of Proverbs is wisdom and folly. The, uh, we, we see uh, it, this, we do not, uh, wisdom is not just found in Proverbs alone. We do see uh, the other uh, literature in the Bible speaking about wisdom. James, for example, in the New Testament speaks a lot about wisdom. And we see a lot of reference of Proverbs in the New Testament. Proverbs has something to say about everything. Proverbs has to say uh, a lot to say about laziness, tranquility. It has a lot to say about wealth, about adultery, about external beauty, about pride. There are varied topics uh, that are covered in Proverbs. We, what is the purpose of writing the Proverbs? Uh, we have read that in uh, uh, the Proverbs chapter 1. Uh, Biswa has read it for us, right? There are two-fold purposes of... Uh, uh, you can go to the next slide. There are two-fold uh, purposes of writing Proverbs. First one is the skill of living a godly life as God intended man to live. Uh, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 to 8, it says, See, I have taught you decrees and laws, as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is wise and understanding people. 
We read about uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. James chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Wisdom is not about knowledge. It's, it's about applying the knowledge and living a skillful, uh, living, applying the skills that we have learned in living a godly life. Uh, and, and it is very practical, right? And it is about doing. The second uh, purpose that Solomon uh, mentions of, for writing uh, uh, the, uh, the Proverbs is spiritual discipline by the means of, uh, uh, spiritual discernment by the means of discipline. We need discernment to choose. We are, every day we face with choices. Uh, and we, we and our choices kind of have an effect, right, on 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 our on our future. So we are uh, uh, we need discernment. We need God's wisdom to take the right choice. And this comes with discipline. I've never come across any godly man or a woman uh, who is not disciplined. Who every godly man and woman that have come across is uh, have been full disciplined. If you have come across anyone, please do let me know. And like the other wisdom literature uh, that we see are available, uh, the wisdom, the spiritual wisdom uh, that we find in the Bible is fully based on uh, uh, God. It is this God is the source of wisdom. We can read that in Proverbs chapter eight, verse twenty-two. Proverbs chapter eight, verse twenty-two. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His ways before His works of the old. From everlasting, I was established from the beginning, from the earliest of the earliest times of the earth. It was God. It is God who is the source of wisdom. It is it is uh, God who gives wisdom. Why is what uh, what are the benefits of wisdom? Uh, Proverbs uh, chapter three verse thirteen says, "Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gets understanding." Twenty four Proverbs twenty four verses thirteen to fourteen says, "My son, eat honey, for it is good." And the dripping of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is so to your such to your soul. If you find it, there'll be future, and your hope will be cut off. Uh, some of the benefits of wisdom are living securely, acquiring the knowledge of God, uh, avoiding the perils of the way of adulterous women, longevity, uh, peace, healing to the whole body, direction, and illumination. We see both the Old Testament and the New Testament exhort us to gain wisdom, right? Uh, we read in Daniel, To thee, O, Ra, o God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for thou hast given me wisdom and strength, and hast made known to me what we asked of you. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, one, verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 9 says, We see that Paul is praying uh, that God would bless the church at Colossae to have with spiritual wisdom. They might have a spirit of wisdom. In Ephesians, we see that he prays that they might have a spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of God. Uh, we see uh, time and again, God, uh, the, the saints of God, praying out for wisdom. And even Proverbs exhorts us to cry out for wisdom, to seek out for wisdom. And James says that if we lack wisdom, we are, ought to pray for wisdom. How does wisdom begin? 
right? The word of God, we've read that. Uh, the word of God says the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord or fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, right? Uh, we see this. The Solomon begins uh, Proverbs with this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you read Ecclesiastes, the end of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 13, he says, the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments. We, he, see, he realized that at the end of his life, this is what he has failed to uh, achieve. He failed to fear God all throughout his life. He failed to keep his commandments. He began uh, Proverbs with the word fear of God. And, at the, and he ends Ecclesiastes with the same word, fear God. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 2. Uh, we, we see this uh, phrase, uh, fear of uh, God, appearing multiple times in Proverbs. I've, I've put it on the slide, the, number, the references. And we see that not just in Proverbs, this, the, the phrase fear of God or the fear of the Lord appears many places. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, Moses says, fear God because he's a consuming fire. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, verses, uh, chapter 11, chapter 1, verses uh, 11, Nehemiah says that he delights in fearing God, God's name. Uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 to 3. This is talking about the Messiah. Uh, I'm going to read it for you uh, from chapter uh, verse 1. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his root will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Even uh, uh, the Messiah has the fear of the Lord. Philippians, we see Paul exhorting us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. What is the fear of the Lord? What is, uh, and, and we see uh, it being explained clearly in Hebrews uh, chapter 12. I'll, uh, I'll read it for you. Hebrews chapter uh, 12, verses 28. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. You know, uh, scripture uh, uh, defines uh, God as uh, uh, consuming fire, right? We see uh, time and again uh, scripture alluding to the judgment that comes on people because of uh, God's holiness, right? Uh, we, we see the writer of Hebrews uh, calling us to enter into the presence of God with boldness. We read that in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 16. We read that in Ch Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all ways, all things as we are without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But at the same time, uh, the same writer of Hebrews is saying to us that, uh, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, 
let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. How do we reconcile these two uh, thoughts? Where once it talks about God's mercy, and at the same time, it talks about uh, God being a consuming fire. Uh, how do we reconcile these two? How do we, uh, uh, what does it mean to fear God? Does it mean to fear uh, judgment? Uh, if we fear judgment uh, that is come, we, we, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has consumed the wrath that we deserve for our sins on the cross of Calvary. Do we still need to fear the judgment uh, of God? No, the word of God clearly says that God is uh, uh, going to, the one who has called us is faithful. He is going to keep us uh, 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 until the coming and he's going to, uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ is going to present us blameless. Uh, but does that mean we take, uh, we grow careless, we grow careless in our, uh, when we approach God uh, and uh, no, the word of God very clearly says that we need to approach God with our reverence and awe because God is holy. God is a consuming fire. We read that in various uh, uh, places in, in the word of God. Uh, we, uh, God, we read that in Psalms, uh, verses, uh, chapter 33, verses 6 to 9. The word, but by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, the starry host by the breath, uh, breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into sea storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world re revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Here the psalmist is talking about God being a creator. God creating this majestic universe. This universe which uh, out, uh, 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 this universe of which we are part of. And we are so tiny. We are so uh, minute when compared to this gigantic universe. And God created this universe by the power of his, uh, by the power of his words. And, he, and the psalmist says, we fear God because of his sovereignty, because of his power. Uh, and uh, in Revelation chapter uh, 15, verse 4, Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All, nation, all nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. You know, uh, John, John the Apostle is uh, talking about uh, the fear of the Lord uh, based on God's holiness, right? God's uh, we we uh, truly realize uh, when we truly realize uh, God's holiness, uh, you know, our, our spirits fear Him. Uh, and and in fact, uh, we we read in First Samuel chapter two verse twenty four. Samuel says, "But be sure to fear the Lord, serve Him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what God what great things He has done for you." Uh, Samuel is asking people to consider all the great things that He has done. Uh, when uh, uh, the Lord split the Red Sea, uh, the people were filled with the fear of the Lord. Uh, and, he's, uh, and we see a lot of miracles being done in the life of uh, Israel. And uh, Samuel is asking them to recall all of them uh, and to uh, recall all the great things the Lord has done and to fear him. Uh, we, t we see uh, various scriptures which talk about God's justice. Uh, God is holy and he's not, he's not going to uh, look at sin and be quiet. He's going to judge sin. He's going to, he's a consuming fire. He's, his holiness is going to consume sin and sinners. And we read that in various uh, places. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we as believers uh, focus only on the mercy of God. We tend to uh, ignore 
uh, the holiness of God in our lives. Uh, but but the word of God clearly says that we are to uh, not just uh, re- realize that God is love, but we also need to realize that God is holy, right? Uh, in fact, uh, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, by the mercies of God, uh, offer yourself uh, as, as your, uh, your living bodies as a uh, living sacrifice. After, offer your bodies as a spiritual sacrifice. That's what he says with, with reverence, right? That's the word that he uses. Uh, we as believers we need to have this balance of, we need to balance these both truths that God is holy. At the same time, God is merciful. If we, uh, uh, if we tend to focus on only uh, being God, being merciful and to totally ignore the fact that he's holy, uh, we are going to f- present to the world a false God. And if we are going to focus only on God's holiness, uh, then, we would, then we would end up uh, not uh, you know, coming to the Lord in love and we, we, would, not, uh, we would end up in that uh, cycle of guilt trip. So we as believers need to uh, worship, our, we need to worship our God. Uh, we need to rejoice in his presence, but at the same time, we need to have the reverence. We need to have the, 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 the awe, the fear of the Lord that the word of God, uh, you know, asks us to have. Uh, and we need to have that reverence. We need to uh, have that, uh, the fear, the healthy fear of the Lord. Remember uh, 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 Noah and his family, when they were in the boat, when the Lord shut the doors of the boat, and when they were see, when they were seeing their friends, their other relatives uh, uh, facing the judgment of God, and they themselves uh, being secure in the uh, in in the boat, they would have been filled with the fear of the Lord. They they would have been they would have had the gratitude. They would be thankful to God. But at the same time, seeing the judgment that the others ha- have received, seeing the judgment they themselves could have received, if not for the grace of God. They would be feared. They, they, they were filled with the fear of the Lord. And we need to have the same focus in our lives. We need to be filled uh, with both reverence and awe. At the same time, we need to be filled with the rejoicing uh, uh, because God is merciful. Uh, if, if, uh, and how do you and I, uh, you know, fear the Lord? How do you and I develop the healthy fear of the Lord? Do you, does our life, our life choices reflect that uh, we fear God? The fool's word of God says, the fool says there is no God. Do you and I uh, portray to the world that is around us? How does uh, your actions portray to the world? Does your actions prove to the world that God is holy, God is merciful? That, or do you be, uh, or the, the, all that we do in our lives, do we do thinking that God is not watching over us? God is not present at all. We need to be uh, cautious in our lives. We need to uh, live our lives under the presence of God, uh, under the fear of the Lord. Otherwise, we might end up like how Solomon ended up at the end of his life. Uh, uh, Proverbs talks in great deal about the first nine chapters of Proverbs. Solomon uh, gives us the benefits of uh, gaining wisdom uh, in detail. Uh, uh, he, 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 he spends nine chapters on what is uh, uh, the, the, the benefits? What are the advantages of gaining wisdom? And the rest of the chapters he spends on contrasting, comparing and contrasting the wise and the foolish. And today we're going to look at uh, some of the characteristics of the wise people uh, that, uh, that we find in the book of Proverbs. The first characteristic of 
the wise is the wise trust in god we read that in proverbs uh, chapter 3 verses 5 to 7 proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 7 trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and turn away from evil uh we read in uh, psalm uh, 20 verse 7 to uh, the the psalm is exhorting us to fear the lord in jeremiah chapter uh, uh, 17 verse 7 uh, uh jeremiah says the uh, the 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 curses that one would get uh on on trusting uh, uh any anything other than the lord right we we see uh, time and again uh, uh the word of god encouraging people to trust in god uh why and and not to trust on our own reasoning uh it does it mean you and i should keep our reasoning away all the time no we we see the word of god encouraging us the we, we see the god's commandment to love our lord with all our strength with all our mind with all our soul we are we are to worship our god with our mind but when our reasoning is uh comes in contrast to the word of god when our reasoning uh is uh is in conflict with the word of god to trust god's revelation than our own reasoning why is it wise to trust god uh bible gives us a bunch of ex- a bunch of reasons uh his bible says the word of god says uh that god is sovereign right if we read that in ephesians uh, chapter 1 verse 11 he works out all things according to the counsel of his will if i uh, god knows in and out uh, what is happening right he is absolutely in control even when things are not going uh, good god is absolutely in control uh, imagine uh, uh, a god who doesn't really have the absolute control you know uh, we cannot really trust that god but our god is a god who is absolutely in control who is sovereign he knows what he is doing and uh, nothing can go against what he uh, his will and we, and the second reason why you and i can trust god is because he is love First John chapter four verse eight. It says God is love, right? Whatever He does uh, in our lives is out of love, and it says uh, in Isaiah chapter six verse three, God is holy. He's just. He's righteous. There, there is no unfairness in God. He's, uh, He's not an unjust God. He's a just God. Uh, and Romans chapter sixteen verses twenty-seven, Paul says God is wise, right? He is. Uh, he's he's the wisest god he's the, he's the wise god so he he's he he's the one who has wisdom and uh, we see in numbers chapter 23 verse 9 let's read that uh, god keeps his promises numbers chapter 23 verse 9 chapter sorry chapter uh, 23 verses 19 God is not a man that he should lie not a son of man that he should repent has he said and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not make it good god is always god is our god is a covenant keeping god if he has promised he would keep it he would keep his promises he is faithful we have seen that time and again uh, uh, in people's life we have seen that in the bible too true uh, how does trust in god look like if you and i trust god we obey him uh 
Jesus says when he's talking about the wise, uh, the wise uh, man and the foolish man. The wise man built his house upon a rock. We 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 all sing that. Uh, uh, we all sang that in Sunday school. Uh, at the end, he says, "Everyone who does what my word says, what I say, uh, is like the wise man, right? Trust uh, people who trust in God, obey Him, right? And people who trust in God, wait for His timing, won't take matters into His ha hand." Psalm uh, 37, uh, verse 34. We find that, uh, and uh, we, uh, we can see that in the in in the uh, life of Abraham. Right when God has promised them that they're going to have a child, uh, but they they became impatient. They grew impatient, and uh, they they uh, choose their their reasoning was correct. Right? How could uh, someone uh, have a child at a, such an old age? Uh, absolutely perfect reasoning. Uh, uh, it's it, it it they had never seen something like that happening, uh, and and they took things into their own hands. And uh, uh, Abraham uh, had a child with Hagar, but God. Uh, uh, we see that God said, "He does it. That is not the way I want you to have a child." And He blessed uh, Sarah even at a very old age, right? We see the revelation of God, the promise of God, quite coming in co uh, contrast to uh, the reasoning. And uh, uh, Abraham was impatient, but but God's promise was still uh, was still true in his life. If you and I trust God, we are content, uh, right? Psalm uh, twenty-three, verse one. We, we are content with what we have in our lives because we, we, we are God is sovereign and he's wise. And we believe when we trust that what, what we have is what we need and, uh, and, God and we would be content in that. Trust in God uh, also helps us not to be afraid. We can read that in Isaiah chapter uh, 12, verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Trusting in God uh, uh, manifests in, our, uh, in ourselves being courageous, in ourselves not being afraid of the troubles, the trials that come our way, right? How, how do you and I react when we are tempted? One of the applications that came to my mind is, how do you and I react when we are tempted? Do we, uh, do we rely on our feelings? which uh, might seem perfectly reasonable, which might seem perfectly uh, uh, rational to us at that moment, or, or the advice of the people that are around us, uh, or do we re rely on uh, his word and trust God? Uh, what, what, what choice do we choose? The wise would choose to trust God instead of relying on their feelings, their reasoning. Second characteristic that we find about the wise is the wise are humble. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 7 to 8. Do, not see, do you see a man who is wise in, in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 12. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humble is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 2. Why should you, I and I, be humble? Why, what is, why is hum, humility a virtue? Uh, the word of God says, for what, uh, uh, for what, uh, who, for who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did not receive, why do you boast as though you did not? You know, everything, everything that we have in our lives is a gift from God. 
we do not we are just two words everything that we have is received and hence there is no boasting uh, there is no uh, scope of boasting in our lives uh, and uh, pride on 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 contrast uh, you know uh, boast uh, exalts us to a place uh, where we which rightfully does not belong to us and makes us feel we are independent right we all want to be independent we all want to be autonomous that is the way of the foolish but the word of god says the wise are humble they know that everything that they have is from god uh how does humility look like uh humility uh, the word of uh, in proverbs we see uh, uh, the the wise who are humble give gentle answers proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger anger begets anger that's we see that when 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 someone comes uh, uh, at us angrily if we answer back with anger we we know what happens we we we've seen that uh we see that it it will become uh, it just becomes more messy and it just leads to more and more arguments but the wise who are humble would answer uh would you would have a gentle answer and that would turn away wrath in most of the cases sometimes we we uh, we although we we, we uh, can give a gentle answer it may not always bring it up but in most of the cases we see a gentle answer turns of wrath uh, humble people are slow to speak and quick to listen we read that in uh, james my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become uh, slow to become angry we need to be good listeners uh, uh, if uh, if you are humble and finally uh, uh philippians chapter 2 uh, verses 3 uh, uh consider others highly more than yourself this is where paul says uh that he asks in humility he is asking us to consider others considers others needs over ours uh wise are uh, wise who are humble consider others needs as uh, uh over the, over their own needs and finally we see a lot of uh, proverbs where uh, we are enc- uh, we are we are encouraged to submit to the authority proverbs chapter 4 verses 1 uh, to 4 uh, we see children are uh, encouraged by the word of god to uh, to obey the parents if if children you are hearing this it makes our lives very easy if you if you obey us it doesn't uh, we, we do not like disciplining you but you know what if god says wise children submit to uh, they obey their parents and uh, uh we uh, and for us as adults we uh, uh need to submit to the authorities uh, that is wise that's uh, that's what the word of god says thirdly uh the wise actively seek wisdom and instruction as if life depends on it proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 to 8 the beginning of uh, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom though it costs all you have get understanding cherish her and she will exalt you embrace her and she will honor you proverbs chapter 4 verse 13 keep hold of instruction do not let go guard her for she is your life we see uh, uh that in romans chapter 12 verse 2 talks about renewing our mind it's a continual process it's not a one time activity we are uh, word of god encourages us to seek wisdom to seek wisdom continually to seek the wisdom of god continually and we you know that in christ are hidden the treasures of wisdom do you and i pursue christ do you and i uh, pursue the knowledge of our savior and 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 wisdom that is hidden in our savior actively every day as our life depends on it 
the wise would do that. In Colossians chapter nine verses chapter one verses nine to twelve, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, Paul is saying this. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will, through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good works, growing in the knowledge of God. being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in his inheritance of his people of his holy people in the kingdom of light we are called to bear fruit and we cannot bear fruit just by uh, uh, reading uh, god's word uh, he seek the wisdom of god to bear fruit whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the compa- companion of fools will suffer harm proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 proverbs chapter 12 verse 26 the one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor but the way of the wicked leads them astray where there is no guidance a people falls but in an abundance of counselors there is safety proverbs chapter 11 verse 4 uh we uh, we are uh, to uh, seek wisdom from the right people we we and thankfully we have a lot of people in our church uh, whose life reflect uh, that they are wise men and the counsel that they give is so valuable so we need to choose our friends wisely we need to choose uh, whom do we care, take counsel right if we, if we take a counsel from a fool we end up being a fool but if we take counsel from the wise we become wise us uh, what the word of god is a great uh, uh, trusted teacher second timothy second timothy uh, chapter 3 verse 15 uh, paul says that scripture makes us wise so we 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 need to pursue the word of god uh, to to gain wisdom scripture is the right teacher and also we have many uh, men and women of god in our lives in our church who can uh, you know counselors who can direct us so we need to be uh, choosing the right teachers fifthly uh the wise receive correction as a blessing the ear that listens to life giving reproof will dwell among the wise proverbs chapter 15 verse 31 a rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a fool proverbs chapter 17 verse 10 the one who ignores instruction despises himself uh, in proverbs chapter 15 verse 32 and it says he is stupid in proverbs chapter 12 verse 1 right uh the wise are ready to take feedback they are ready for correction uh, but in contrast the fools uh, despise correction we are to uh, uh, the word of god in hebrews encourages us hebrews chapter 12 verses 7 to 11 god disciplines those whom he loves and often uses others as an instrument to correct his children when a brother or sister who is uh, an elder or who is spiritually wise disciplines us how do you and i take it do you take it uh, uh do you do do you hate it or do you if you take it with the right spirit uh and because it helps us to grow in maturity moving on the sixth the sixth characteristics of wise is the wise are generous with their money whoever is kind to the poor lends to the lord and he will reward them for what they have done whoever shuts his their ears to the cry of the poor also will also cry out and not be answered 
Matthews, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be, will be also. In contrast, the, why, uh, the fools, uh, the foolish are greedy. Uh, they are always uh, uh, thinking about themselves. They are uh, ambitious. Uh, but, but, but the word of God says the wise are ready to serve others with whatever they have. They are ready to share uh, 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 their resources with others. And the, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ asks us to not invest uh, in this uh, earthly kingdom, but to invest in his heavenly kingdom. Are you generous? Are you ready to share uh, uh, your uh, uh, gifts and talents and all the resources that God has given you? It's wise. It's not foolish to share, to be generous. It's the quality of wise. The seventh characteristics that uh, we see in the Proverbs is the diligence. Colossians chapter 3, verses, three, chapter three, verses 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for the man. Proverbs 21, 5. The, pla uh, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. Uh, Proverbs, there are so many uh, verses, there are so many uh, 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 verses that encourage us to, to uh, let go of laziness and to be diligent, to plan and to prioritize uh, uh, so that you know, we, we are productive, we are diligent, right? Uh, are we diligent in, in our God-given responsibilities? Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. I'm pressing on towards the upward goal. Are we diligent, not just at our work, but are we diligent in our God-given responsibilities as a father? Are we diligent as a God-given responsibilities as a teacher uh, or, or uh, whatever responsibilities God has given us? Are we uh, applying this diligence? Are we planning? Are we prioritizing? Uh, if, if we are wise, we would do that. Finally, there are a lot of verses uh, in the Proverbs that talk about self-control, that talks about uh, subduing our fleshly desires and being faithful. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 20. Why should you, my son, be exhilarated with an adulteress and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? With the ways of a man up before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. His own iniquities will capture the wicked, and he'll be held with the cords of his sin. He will die for the lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he will go astray. There is a lot of instruction in the Proverbs for young men to keep away from the adulterous women, uh, to keep away from uh, uh, subduing to our desires. Are we self-controlled? The wise, people, uh, wise are self-controlled. They do not subdue. They subdue their desires. They do into their desires. Rather, through the spirit, they control their flesh and they are faithful to their spouse. Uh, and and we, we see... Uh, we see a lot of references in Proverbs encouraging us to, to be faithful, to be, to be self-controlled. There, there could be many, but uh, uh, many, many others, but uh, I just chose few, uh, which, and, and I hope you, you would uh, study on your own uh, and uh, uh, grow in wisdom uh, and, and live uh, a skillful life that God intended us to live. Uh, may, may, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, uh, Helping us, O Lord God, to, to skim, to, to have a bird's eye view of the book of Proverbs, O Lord. Thank you, Father, uh, for giving us, uh, Lord, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, 
in whom are his father for your word which teaches us wisdom lord god which gives us instruction to have this so that we can have discernment so that we can lord god uh, make the right choices and receive your blessings help us oh father to trust you with our hearts always father to actively seek our wis- to wisdom oh father to be humble in our lives father help us not to be proud help us not to father god rely on ourselves but to trust you completely help us oh lord to have the healthy fear of lord in our lives always lord god help us oh lord to run to you as a loving father with reverence and awe thank you so much thank you lord help us to apply what we have learned in our lives in jesus name we pray amen thank you so much